Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, crypto traders worldwide. Might be the afternoon for you, depending on where you're at. I just get an update on Saitama. I decided I would go ahead and do an update for informational purposes, educational purposes around limit orders to try to help certain people who might be new to cryptocurrency or just now getting into cryptocurrency and they want to understand some of the inner workings. And I've done other entries about things such as rug pulls, things such as pump and dumps, things such as the Keanu issues and Cody and so on. And I wanted to add another piece to this pot of information. So here's how this all works with cryptocurrency trading and what's referred to as limit orders. And I want to just clarify to say a limit order is not a bad thing or a good thing. It is a necessary thing for any kind of trading. It doesn't matter if it's stocks. It doesn't matter if it's crypto. It is necessary to the behavior of crypto pricing going up and or down. So it's important you understand it because you may not see it. A lot of the instructions that you get to buy into cryptocurrency may not take into consideration. Limit orders apply when you are purchasing from an exchange. When I say an exchange, I'm referring to Gate.io or LBank or Binance or Coinbase, whatever. The exchange is truly an exchange of people who have supply and people who want. Between these two, they are conducting a transaction where one will offer at a certain price, one will purchase at a certain price. There was the analogy I gave before about the game Mule, which was released on Atari ages ago and then released on Nintendo, and they tried to release it, and they jacked it up on Android. Right now, you basically have to have an emulator if you want to play it on Nintendo, but it arguably is the best way to really understand how the exchange process works, and it actually has a sense of how limit orders work in the interface, even though it doesn't call it that. Once you understand the basics of buy and sell, the limit order is just a offset of buy and sell. When you are attempting to transact a purchase, meaning you want to buy X. So imagine you're going into a store and in the store, your plan is to buy some bread. The bread is $4 a loaf. They have given you a static price with no flexibility to negotiate. You must pay $4 for this loaf of bread. That is a basic exchange transaction where you must make the decision whether I'm gonna buy or whether I'm going to not buy from this vendor who is offering bread at $4 a loaf. You have choices. You can go to a different store and see if there's different prices for that bread, truly. But to do that, you have to account for distance and gas and all these other inconveniences as a result of this decision you would have to make versus just dealing with the $4 because it's there and you're there. And so you, as somebody who has the money, have partial control over the decision whether to buy it now or not buy it or buy it elsewhere. But that's all you have. This is different than a limit order and crypto or even stock where there's flexibility in the price one chooses to pay by way of haggling which is more of a throwback to the olden days before the conglomerate stores where you could say, okay, I see that you're offering that bread for $4. How about I give you $3.70 for it? Why? Because you're short two pieces compared to this other loaf, and so I want to get the best out of this. That haggling 
where you're offering a lower price that you will are willing to pay. That's basically a limit order. You're saying, I'm willing to pay this, not really what you want. You'll still be able to get rid of it if you want to sell it. So it's all based on the motivations of the person who's offering it up for sale. Sometimes, especially in crypto, you could have a situation, as I described, that people just want to get out. Maybe they need the money. Maybe they've made enough, whatever their motivation. And because they just want to get out, are more willing to accept a slightly lower price than what they'd like to get because their losses would be very minimal at best. Think about this for a second. If you had so much crypto stacked up that right now, if you were to sell, you would make $10 million. Somebody comes along and says, I'll offer you a slightly lower price. So instead of $10 million, you only make $9 million. There are people out there who would ad adamantly say no I want the 10 million, ding, ding, ding. and there are some people who say, you know what, it's 1 million down, I'm not going to worry about it, and oh, by the way, it lowers my tax burden to get less money, and they might be willing to take the lower price. That's how limit orders work. When you are transacting, there's a price you expect. If you're buying, you want to spend less than what somebody's offering it for because you're trying to save a little bit of money. If you're selling, you want to sell it for more because you're trying to maximize your profits and possibly your ROI. That means that the two have to meet in the middle. The exchange serves that purpose. Its whole purpose is to find people willing to pay X, willing to buy for Y, to meet in the middle. The exchange then takes a little slice out of the profit that's generated when you make the transaction happen. Either way. So, once you understand how that works, when you go to exchange, you very well could buy for the static price as is, depending on the token. Some tokens are too volatile. But generally speaking, if it's not overly volatile, you could buy, like, say, Dogecoin. If it's trading for $0.24 cents per, you could feasibly say, I want to pay $0.24 cents per and get away with it. But more often, you're going to ask for $0.23 cents if you're buying. $0.23, cents, $0.22, cents, you probably won't get $0.20. Cents because it's not it's already hit low level resistance where it's likely not going to go too much lower. But you could. Let's take something like Solana. Solana when they had the network issues tanked, not because there was anything wrong with it, the token, but because their network shot and so there was no way for people to normally transact. And so then the limit prices started going down because people were selling out because they assumed it was crashing or a rug pull. That means people got a really good deal. If you look at Solana now, it is back on an upward trend, generally speaking. It is estimated to hit $1,600 per. If you bought the darn thing at like $80, that means you just got to sit on a bag and wait, and you're going to make a lot of money, all because you bought in lower because an opportunity presented itself to buy in lower than what it was worth, which as a buyer is the most appealing thing you can think of is that you're not trying to buy at the current rate, you're trying to buy lower than what the current rate is so that you get profit and possibly an ROI. So once you wrap your head around what I described, as far as a limit order, understand that if you're going to a DEX, and by DEX I mean, of course, Uniswap, SushiSwap, PancakeSwap, something that is not using fiat, something where you're not directly transacting fiat, you're basically going in there and paying some kind of fee, whether it's gas fee or something else, and they're swapping coin A for coin B, and that's it. Those don't have the concept of limit orders in the traditional sense. 
there is a pseudo limit order concept built into it, but it's called price impact. And it's not done for two people to transact and haggle. It's done because of liquidity availability. It's done based on whatever the developer has coded into the contract in terms of there's some contracts where they'll say, there's so much traffic right now, sales traffic, that we're going to increase the price impact to basically disincentivize people who are selling out because we don't want mass sell-offs because it hurts the value. That is, in a sense, a form of limit order because what you're doing is you're forcing a limit sell order that is dramatically lower than what you would normally ask for by way of price impact. It's basically taking money from you. However, you have no control over this. That's the difference between a DEX where it's imposing an order upon you and a true exchange where you dictate your level of up or down based on whether you're buying or selling. So it's always there, but it's more apparent and obvious on the regular exchanges because you have control over it. But it could be imposed upon you on the DEX side and you have no control over it. So how does that affect crypto in general? As described, if you don't have limit behavior, your price cannot move. We need that. We need to have situations where something is selling for lower, buying for lower, selling for higher, buying for higher for the price to move. In a healthy movement situation, we would want to see people selling for higher and buying ideally for higher for it to go up. But we have to understand that there are always going to be people who sell and they sell for lower because of whatever circumstance. We always are gonna have people who buy for lower because there's a discount by way of some issue, whether it's availability, liquidity, whatever, AKA buy the dip. You also have to consider the various exchanges when they need to replenish supply. Theirs are a totally different bag, no pun intended. So you gotta understand that the price movement depends upon the buys and the sells not necessarily happening at cost, but being higher and or lower because that's the way that the price moves. It is necessary. Limit orders are what make that happen. We want limit orders. They're healthy. They're a good thing. Most don't like limit orders because they remove the predictability factor of price. You can't know when something's going to go, quote, to the moon when you've got a bunch of limit orders going on. You can't know when something is crashing, whether it's because of a temporary blip or because of a technical issue or because people are mass selling off because of something they know. You have no way of knowing any of this. But realize that because you don't know, that's the reason why there's true risk in crypto that is not inherent in the stock market because in the stock market, you would have been given information publicly as part of being an investor that told you when they're, hey, we, we just lost four of our executive levels. Hey, we just lost this contract. Or, hey, we just signed this deal with Saudi for billions of dollars. That gives you information that, in, that allows you to dictate where you're going to go with your investment and informs you of, you know, this is what I need to be aware in order to make a decision. You don't have that with crypto. You're relying on things like social media. You're relying on general public, unverified, unvetted information. And you're kind of guessing at times. That's what happened with Bitcoin originally, which was everybody just, it's a thing. People, certain people said, let's go with this. Let's just take the risk because there's no risk or low risk. Some people said, I see something in this. 
Some people understood what was going to happen, and we had differing results, yes? That's all crypto. It always happens that way because there is no framework similar to the way the stock market works that gives you entitled information that you must receive under the law that informs your decision. And as a result, you are on the ownership for which way you're going to go when you're about to transact. That's my point. You have to be smart about the limit order you choose to place based on partially your gut instinct, but also what are the fundamentals that you're seeing? This is part of the reason why I have such a concern about the lack of communication from so many cryptos is that we know that limit orders are really the governing force, but that means that you are basically owning the risk. I understand as an investor, you are owning a level of risk, but I do believe that the cryptos could do a better job of communicating what's going on and why and what they're doing to fix it because I think it would help you when you go in to book a limit order, yay or nay, buy or sell, so that you can maximize your investment and minimize your risk. That's limit orders in a nutshell. Ultimately, they are necessary for crypto pricing to move. When you are selling, ideally you're going to sell for a little bit of profit, and that pushes the price up. When you're buying, ideally you want to buy at a discount, which tends to push the price down, and whichever one has more of the volume on whichever side, which is based on sentiment, which is a whole different concept, that then tells you where the price is going to go when you are watching the trend lines and the graphs. So the limit orders are necessary. You would never have where you're buying at cost all the time because the price would never move because it's not just about volume. It's also about sentiment and what people are willing to pay and what people are not willing to pay and the discounts that they do or don't get, and then the price going up according to limit sell orders.